I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, DAD, and I'm joined by Sullivan Bo Brown. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well, yeah. Um, just double checking it. Is your microphone on? I hope so. It is, yes, it is. <laughs> I know Adam came in here to record earlier. Oh, I see. And what happens, Adam tends to break things. Oh, yeah. And then it's just, I, I suddenly realized we're going live and it's like, oh, I haven't done, tested anything. Yeah. I should have done because Adam's a big idiot. Absolutely. Keeps ruining things. Absolutely. Just just the other day, I uh, just yesterday, I was recording the Are You Evil podcast with Brooke and uh, came in here mm-hmm. and neither of the microphone to make uh, would register at all. And I can only imagine it was Adam's fault. So bizarre. Yeah, eventually it did. Okay, because I, I, I was the last person to use this studio oh. yesterday. So oh. I mean, I would like to think that it's not my fault, but no. the finger, Jacques' finger of blame, would certainly point towards me. Well, I won't let that happen. <laughs> I think it's Adam's fault. A bit like this, this drive mystery we've got going on in the office. It's such a big mystery. So to to peel back the curtain, everyone, Terry Lamongi mm. has put together a very very comprehensive yep. equipment checkout system. Mm-hmm. So if you're borrowing any of the equipment, any of the cameras, any of the memory cards, any of the microphone packs, you've got to check them out yep. of her Excel spreadsheets. Yep. And then when you put them back, you've got to check them back into the Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. provide photographic evidence if Terry's not around. <laughs> Which I've actually had to do. I've had to send photos of SD cards that I put back into the holder. Incredible. And anyway, Terry sent us a message this morning being like, there is a drive missing. Mm-hmm. Which one of you has it? Yep. And I was on the tube and I was like, for once it's not me. <laughs> Brilliant. Because usually I get in trouble and I have to go through and provide photographic evidence that I have put an SD card back. And I walk into the office today. What happened, Sullivan? What? Pointed the finger at me. Yeah. Terry pointed the finger. I was like, where is it? I was like, where's what? She's like, the drive. Where is it? It's not me you want to be looking at, Terry. It is not me. And people was like, who could it possibly be then? Yeah. So Andy came in. Where is it? Yep. What, what's happened to it? And I was like, whoa, this is getting a bit spicy now. Yeah, absolutely. We whittled it down to Adam. Right. It had to be him. Yeah. Makes no other sense for it to be anyone else. Exactly. And I posed the question, I posed the theory to Terry. I was like, look, Adam and Pete, uh, sorry, Adam and Tempest might have filled some extra Mounty stuff yeah. for the Mounty music video. Mm. And Adam would have said, and this is probably a direct quote, Terry's a big dum-dum. Yep. Let's not actually check it out and let's take it home. That sounds like Adam. It sounds exactly the sort of thing he would say. Yeah. Yeah. Came in. It's not him. Unbelievable. 
even I got accused. Oh, you got. I think I would argue you got the most accused <laughs> because I was like, well, okay, well, if it's not, if it's not Luke, it's not Andy, it's not Pete, it's not Adam, it's not Tempest. Well, I guess it's Sullivan then because it's not going to be Ollie. <laughs> I don't touch drives. I'm too scared. <laughs> No, I've never touched the stuff. <laughs> I would never know. Like recreationally. <laughs> Not even for fun. Is it? No. <laughs> Listen, I can explain. <laughs> it's not mine, Dad. I'm, just, I'm, I'm using it for a friend. <laughs> You're going to have to use every one of these drives, <laughs> fill them all up <laughs> with content until you learn your lesson. Oh, there's at least. 50,000 JPEGs that will have to be served onto this 8 terabyte drive so you better get started <laughs> oh, so who has it then I, Sullivan I don't know well here's the thing Terry very quietly said to me well everybody has said they don't have it so maybe it was me <gasps> oh what a twist in the tale it was Terry all along no I think I think be. well that's what uh, she's asked her she's asked her partner to go and search the house he <laughs> finds it's like I just put this thing under my coffee cup. Is this what you're looking for? Yeah. Do it with a coaster. Do it with a coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says Drive 01 on the back. <laughs> yeah. Because Terry got a label maker. Yeah. Oh, and labeled everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she labeled a lot. You know, in my previous job, part of my job was labeling things. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. And then. Um, Did you offer Terry some advice? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I went, listen, listen. <laughs> this listen, is sweetheart. You listen, sit down. Let me tell you about the labeling oh, world. <laughs> if it's going to be all labeling easy peasy. No, it's hard. It's hard work. It's hard work. Down in the label mines. The amount of things I've misspelled <laughs> over the years. Having to make a new label. <laughs> Well, I used to do this thing called the label printer of truth. Uh, <laughs> in my old work, and I'd be like, oh, so, sorry, the message just just come through from the label printer of truth. <laughs> and it was always like, to like my boss or whatever, go, <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick's a f-ing loser. <laughs> oh, so sorry. And like, after about six months of doing this, my boss was like, why do you do this? I said, I don't do anything. <laughs> It's the, tr- it's, it's the label, label maker. maker of truth. I can't. I can't control it. What do you want me to do? Can't stop the truth, <laughs> Nick. Can't stop the truth, Nick. Leave me alone. Oh. Anyway, uh, apologies, Vinny, for the extra editing work you've got to do there. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I don't mind. Yeah. I don't have to edit these podcasts anymore. Do whatever they want. <laughs> That's why Denise swears all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. Sorry, sorry, I forgot about oh I forgot about the podcast aspect to it. Anyway, we need to get into the main show here. Uh, but here is the show. It's gonna be a fairly brief podcast, one would feel, because well, it was the July 4th episode. So yeah. Not a whole lot happens. No. Here's the show. So, uh, Sullivan broke around. This was the July 4th edition of Raw. Yep. Sure felt like it as well. <laughs> it really did. And, you know, because we're, we're English, I mean, maybe this doesn't apply to you because of your part. Yes. Um, but I woke up this morning mm. furious that there was no Fightful post-show review uh, of Monday Night Raw. And yeah. I'm like, why is Sean slacking? Like, <laughs> where's Denise at? Like, nearly threatened. And then the message was like, you all right? Yeah. Like, what's happened? Are you okay? Yeah. And then it really hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, it was July 4th, wasn't it? They yeah. were 
probably enjoying time away from work. Oh, absolutely. With their families, perhaps. <laughs> Still, where's my content? <laughs> it took me until about like 5pm until I went, oh yeah, happy Independence Day. <laughs> 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 to Brooke, I realised, I just looked at the date and went, July 4th feels significant for some reason. <laughs> Is it your birthday? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's not Christmas. <laughs> what no, could it be? It's America's birthday. <laughs> It's America's birthday, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it really? Okay. Well, it's the Independence Day, so yeah. Yeah, I guess so, birthday, yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway, this was the July 4th show. So WWE knew that not many people are going to be watching the, the product because mm. everyone's going to be with their families and stuff. They're going to be wanting barbecues and mm. whatever else Americans do. Go to yeah. Walmart. Yes. And, um, you know, rather than stay at home and watch the USA Network. Yes. So this felt like a very much a, a nothing show. Yes. No, nothing really big happens. Nothing... Uh, was advanced. However, a lot of the in-ring wrestling, which is kind of what they just sort of focused the show around, mm. was pretty good. Yeah. It was all right. So I didn't hate the show in the end. No. It was just almost like it was a pointless endeavor. Yes. Uh, and it being three hours long really highlights how much <laughs> <laughs> pointless endeavor it all is. Yes, absolutely. That's the that's the problem with the with a filler show of Raw. It's still three hours. It's still three hours <laughs> oh, of, yeah. of our lives. <laughs> we had to put towards it. I still had to watch it, I guess. <laughs> uh, but I I think the the biggest talking point that you could probably make out of it because i was struggling when i was making up my thumbnail and my mm-hmm. title this morning is this austin theory promo we had at the start yeah because bubbles comes out and he said like no one in any division or promotion was going to take this u.s title from me mm. and austin theory comes down uh and he says that i have been granted a rematch for the u.s championship mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. Mm. first off i was like Oh, all right. Okay, great. Grant. Okay. So I get to watch you two feud for another four weeks. Yep. Wonderful. <laughs> I don't know why you'd get a rematch, but <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah. But then he also said, I missed the money in the bank. And at SummerSlam, it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a last man standing match. Mm. What better time to cash in money in the bank and become the youngest ever? WWE undisputed and he had this whole deal. That was actually a pretty decent promo yeah. by, by Mr. Theory. Uh and then they brawled and they led to a six man tag later on. Yeah. But what did you what did you make of all of it? Well, I just don't I don't really understand why Theory's announced in all this. <laughs> <laughs> Has he heard of the element of surprise? <laughs> <laughs> no, no surprises around here. Actually, wasn't that what Vince was trying to teach him and stuff? Is like, yeah. but maybe Vince's whole thing was like the best surprises are the surprises you don't expect. Yes. Or what was it? Something what, like what that. What was it? Vince was teaching him. <laughs> Larry, you not think about surprises. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember what it was. You don't sing along those lines. <laughs> so you think it's maybe a, a tactical error? I, I think so, and I wonder whether, even from a storyline perspective, I don't really know. I would prefer to have that shocking cash in. Um, and I don't know whether it sells the pay-per-view anymore, mm. knowing that there might there probably will be a cash-in. Unless it's going to be some dastardly thing that he does. But what can he do that's more dastardly than still in the championship? Yeah, I, th- I think that's you might be on something there, that they, they are doing this to try and build some more intrigue into SummerSlam. Because mm. I, I, I think you know they're doing the best they can with trying to get people hyped for Brock versus Roman. Yeah. But I, I think that is an uphill struggle of yes. their own making, yeah. which is that... 
it's a match I literally saw a couple of months ago where you told me that was yes. the end. Yes. And now I'm getting it a couple of months later. Mm -hmm. This really is the Friday the 13th part four, the final chapter <laughs> of final chapters. <laughs> franchise of like 13 movies. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. Neither of these guys are going to be on television. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Roman, I believe Roman's on SmackDown this week. Okay. They, I, I'm pretty sure they said on this show, Roman's going to be on SmackDown this week. But that's so better. That's that is better. Yeah. That's better than having a video package that says like, guys get excited <laughs> so i wonder if like you know saying hey theory may cash in mm. that's some element of intrigue to it however if i was a betting man which i'm not mm. i don't think theory cashes in mm. at SummerSlam. Mm. i think they're going to go with the idea that he wants to he's going to set in all of his promos that i'm going to do it here and i'm going to do it this this way and stuff but i reckon he gets beaten down so badly by bobby at the end of the match that it kind of removes him from the end of the show yeah and then it's just like, nope, he's not going to be cashing in. Yeah. Or like he's just written off the show in some way. Mm. So that he, you can sort of remove that element of, will there be a cash in for this match? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me doing it right. And it, it, like, it, especially now he's announced it, him just doing it would be weird. There yeah. needs to be some kind of intrigue there. I think there's a surprise element for it. I think it's right. Like, you know, we need to look at the Ronda cash-in that they had yeah. at Money in the Bank. Mm. I think the re one of the reasons why that worked so well is, A, everyone loves Liv, but also, B, I don't think anyone predicted that was going to happen yes. on the show mm. because, like, A, they're on different brands mm. and it's Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like, if you're doing a, a theory cash-in, you do want to have that. Like, you know, the Seth Rollins cash-in at WrestleMania yeah. all them years ago oh. was brilliant because it was like, a, oh, my God, really, now? Yeah. I think that's what you also need for theory. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because, oh, that was the best cash-in. I think it, it probably was the best cash-in. It's cash the best cash-in ever, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that and just being like, <gasps> like that that kind of feeling. In incredible yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, absolutely amazing stuff. And I think that's what you need. Like, particularly if you are using this as a launching pad for theory. Because yeah. my worry is, actually, that this is just going to be a way to get, to beat theory. Yeah. And kind of get the, the briefcase off him to be like, ah, well, we gave him the briefcase, so we gave him something. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, in a way, I'm not, so down on but mm. I, I maybe i am off base on this mm. but i really do think the romans holding on the belt saw mania maybe i i could absolutely see them doing it i can i don't think you're you're totally really <laughs> wild think for thinking that I just, because i think they, they want to do roman rock mm. and i think if they're gonna do that they're gonna be like well the belts are gonna be on the line it's yeah. the biggest match we've got so the belt should be with on on you know in the match between those two yeah it does mean that we have got like another eight, nine months of Roman <laughs> champion and people are pretty done with it now. <laughs> <laughs> There's another question I have about Theory doing this. Why do it on a night that you're definitely having a match against a very big man who beat you up last time? <laughs> I, I guess he's that cocky, arrogant heel, yeah. isn't he? That's just like, oh, it's not going to happen to me a second time. Like, Can't lose twice. Yeah, I'll be well more ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he lost again here tonight to, to Bobby. Yeah. And technically in a six-man tag. Yes. yes. But I, I thought it was a, a, a fairly decent opening yeah promo. and like I, I think you're right like i think it is a case of adding some intrigue into roman brock and i'll be honest with you actually has added some level of intrigue to me which i didn't have yes uh three days ago yes that is very very true and in terms of like doing that i'm really interested to see how this plays out i don't actually care about the roman brock match so much but i do care about what happens afterwards yeah which is which is much more than i felt before absolutely yeah Ooh, yeah uh sullivan you're a good improv uh, a comedian oh, and actor um can you vamp for just 30 seconds we don't have a mod mother here to create polls so i have to create polls manually absolutely myself. so 
I need to look at my laptop and type some things. <laughs> so in order to, so that we don't just have dead air for <laughs> 30 I, seconds. I can vamp. Vamp away. Okay. Well, uh, I'll tell you all a story about how I once watched a stinging nettle eating contest, uh, <laughs> very similar to the hot dog eating contest. Uh, the, the announcers actually uh, informed us all that uh, the stinging nettles uh, do hurt just as much as you'd imagine and that they have no real technique to stop the stings. Uh, the stinging nettles, of course, brought to Britain by the, the Roman Empire, uh, they used it as a treatment for wounds. How was that? <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, there is a poll now uh, that's gone live. Will Theory cash in Money in the Bank at SummerSlam? Yes or no? Get your voice uh, and get your opinions heard. It's right at the top of the live chat there. Mm. Um, do you think that would have been... Do you think a stinging nettle eating challenge would have been better or worse than the hot dog eating challenge <laughs> that we got on this show? It would have been much more horrible to take part in, but wow, it would have been entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would eating too many stinging nettles make one blow chunks like Otis did? I don't know, actually, because they're meant to be quite good for you sting nettles. Really? Apparently they've got lots of health benefits. Oh, <laughs> someone was angry with that opinion. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if anyone knows that in the mic, so there was a very loud bang outside. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ha! <laughs> 
Uh, let's get into your ultra chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get your opinions and your voice here. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar level. Uh, mm -hmm. And no one appears to care about theory because there's only got one ultra chatting about it so far. <laughs> That's from Ten Risen. It said, hello, lads. Sullivan is a pure joy having you on these shows more. I'm going to SummerSlam with a hesitant interest. I hope it's a go in with low expectations and come out surprised. Theory cashing in wouldn't add excitement because I don't think he'll win. Jam that jam. So, mm. kind of two points from there I actually wanted to raise. Actually, no, I'll, I'll skip the first because the comments already discussed like the expectation side of thing. Low expectations, but that adds some level of intrigue. But yes. if he does cash in at SummerSlam, do you think we end that show with Austin Theory as the undisputed Universal Champion? You know, I... I can't see it right now, which makes me think that it might happen because it's so surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they are behind this guy. Yeah. Like, they really do. They clearly love him. Yeah. Like, Vince is clearly, like, into Austin Theory. Mm. And, I ha and I, you know, from what I can gather, has been for a while because he was brought up to Raw during the pandemic era. And yeah. it was like, I'm going to push this guy as a top guy. And wasn't quite ready. So they pushed him down, back down to NXT, made him a focus down there and brought him back up. Mm. And since then, they have really pushed this idea. It's like, yeah, this guy's going to be a champion. Mm. Now, there's been reports saying that he sees him as the next John Cena. Yeah. So it's not even like the next top guy. Yeah. It's the next guy to lead the company. Yes. Once Roman Reigns, like, steps away. Yeah. It's going to be Austin Theory show. Mm. Like which I I I don't quite see yet. Yes. But then again, I would imagine them. Like a, most people didn't see it with Cena. Nope. When he first came up as Doctor of Thugonomics, I think yeah. people thought great talent. Yeah. Good, a lot of charisma. But he's going to be WW sixteen-time WWE champion. Yes, exactly, exactly. And like I, I could easily see he's been the youngest United States champion, youngest Money in the Bank holder. Would he then be he be the youngest ever champion? Or That's how old is he? Because he's 24. He's 24. Randy, I believe, was 24 when he won the world title. Yeah. So maybe he would like tie. He would Randy. tie Randy at least in terms of Pretty years. Sure Randy in was terms of days. I think you're right. I think Randy was, um, and because he'd just taken it. Brock Lesnar was the youngest before him. Yes, wasn't he? and they yeah. gave it to Randy because they were like, we don't like Brock Lesnar at the moment, so <laughs> I don't like Brock Lesnar having that record. Put the belt on Randy quickly, <laughs> then take it off of it. Put it back on Triple H. <laughs> Oh, we sorted that one. <laughs> that worked perfectly. Um, so, yeah, I could see them making him the youngest. Well, if I don't know about how many days it would be by mm. SummerSlam. I don't know if, if he would actually be the youngest, but the sort of joint youngest. You and know, you could you could always do it as well. The youngest universal champion. Yeah, exactly. Like you could word it in a different way. So yeah. That it, so he still sounds like he's that he's got that achievement. Yes. The youngest undisputed universal champion, <laughs> even though he is only the second undisputed universal champion. Uh, Plasma Peter says, "Morning, Luke and Sullivan. I still have my fingers crossed that Cena challenges Theory for the Money in the Bank briefcase and wins it, then cashes it in for his 17th world title. Mm. Well, that ain't happening at SummerSlam. Mm. Meltzer had reported last." week in the observer that cena wasn't likely going to be on SummerSlam, mm. and now that theory is going to match with bobby lashley i think that writes cena off yeah for SummerSlam 100 percent. yes definitely 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 um it seemed like that after the john cena episode of raw where it's just in like, a way because yeah. i think if he was on some he'd have announced there i'm having a match SummerSlam, and then i done an angle with him and theory because yes. like theory is the only potential person they set him up to have a match with yeah so i i don't think he's having a match at SummerSlam like by, by the looks of things yeah which means that you're not going to bring him back for survivor series no he's not doing any of the saudi shows which means, yeah, it probably isn't. Like maybe the Rumble, maybe the Rumble, or maybe Mania. They That's it. Leave it to Mania. It's Rumble and Mania. Yeah. After that, yeah. So 
Yeah, that's a long time to wait off. But also that's a long time with theory with the briefcase, which actually I'm not against. Yes. I, I, one of the great things about Seth and Edge when they had it was holding it on for so long. Yes. And one of the frustrating things about the women's division is that none of them hold on to it. <laughs> It'll just go. It's extra luggage. <laughs> I'll just do it now. It's I'll actually, just do it now. It's actually a pain in the ass to hold. Uh, <laughs> Ket said, Theory cashes in during the match. He pulls a John Cena and ducks tapes both Roman and Brock's legs to the rope. And he's the last man standing. I would die laughing how silly and dumb that would be if they did this. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. John Cena, <laughs> let's not forget Yep, he did win a last man standing match by duct taping <laughs> Big Dave's legs to a pole and Dave was just on the floor going like, no, I can't stand up now. So they're going like, eight, nine. <laughs> it's so easy to win yeah, well, these no, And then you suddenly you look back and you'd be like, why did people hate John Cena? <laughs> I can see that. Like, you know, you never know with WWE. Maybe they'll do it all again because it worked so well the first time. Uh, Joe Strike said, in reference to Luke Owens laughing at my last ultra chat in the Money in the Bank review, yes, I did mean head of the table versus head of the company represented by Theory, cashing in at SummerSlam to most likely push for the youngest champion in history. Mm. Uh, and Deadlock EXC says, when Theory won Money in the Bank, I thought he would immediately cash in since Roman wasn't there and say, well, he's not showing up. I guess he forfeits. Mm. I don't know if it would work that way. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, you can't work that way. No, I mean, John Landis uh, used to have this thing, um, at least according to his son anyway, mm. uh, where he would ask him, he was like, uh, how do you kill Dracula? Mm. And you would list off the ways to be like, garlic, steak through the heart, this and sunlight. Yeah. And John Landis' argument was like, you can kill him any way you want. He's not real. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't make up anything. And, and that's the way to kill Dracula. <laughs> Tell him a sad story. Exactly. Now, in your version of events, that's the way to kill Dracula. Because <laughs> he's not real. <laughs> and like, you know, the Money in the Bank contract is not real. No. It's not a legally binding thing <laughs> in real life. So yeah. yeah, maybe you could just write it to be like, I just cash in and you forfeit. He's not here, so he forfeits. They change rules all the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, it would be a wonderful little heel thing to do. Coming yeah. out on an episode of Raw, being like, I'm cashing in now. Yeah. And he's not here. I he? mean, but like, so it hasn't actually happened. <laughs> but he's like, no, I'm the champion. Yeah. I cashed in and he forfeits it. <laughs> give I mean, me my championship. Give me my championship. <laughs> I mean, made this something I'm, I'm spitballing ideas. Uh, Cliff Foster, the Cliff, uh, said, I agree. Theory should wait for the elephant of surprise. <laughs> All joking aside, we've been talking about this in work today. And a member of the team said that Theory needs to be more over before he cashes in. We think it should be a mania cash in. The argument of being more over, like, I mean, the arguments that we were getting on the Money in the Bank podcast, so mm. the review that we did was like, he's got X-Pac go away heat. So he's mm. not got heel heat. He's got that Baron Corbin 2018. Right. Oh, God, not you heat. Yes, yeah. So I don't know if he has got that legitimate heel heat, but you know, if you're Vince, and this happened with Baron Corbin, yep. Vince was like, oh, look at that heat, pal. Yeah. My God, he's got heat, pal. They all hate you. They really hate you, pal. <laughs> That's real heat, pal. Yeah. That's what he said to Nia Jax. Mm. Like when Nia Jax busted up Becky, yeah. He was like, man, like everyone should be thanking you because like we've got a legit heel in our hands. Now. Yeah. And now like when people beat you, I mean, look, everyone hates you. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, maybe you, he will see this as like he already is over. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think that Vince McMahon can discern from <laughs> from, <laughs> from go away heat to heel heat anymore. And I don't think he wants to because uh, also, you know, it plays into his mind of like, oh, it's great. Yeah, my idea was great. Yeah, Baron exactly. Corbin was really oh, great. Everyone really hated him. Did you hear the boos? 
It's a heat, brother. Yeah, now he tells jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his moustache, brother. <laughs> like, that's heat, pal. <laughs> Well, let's get into the rest of this raw review. You can keep getting your ultra chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Mm. Uh, so this was the July 4th episode and Jimmy Smits was not around to provide commentary yeah. and in his place was Cr- Kevin Crabpatrick. Yeah. I was really chuffed to see little Kev sat yeah. there. His yeah. little cheeky face being like, oi, I'm doing the commentary today. I'm having a grand old time. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. I thought he was sitting next to me. Unbelievable. I didn't know you were Irish. (laughs) (laughs) That Irish Catholic side coming out of us. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this opened with uh, Bobby doing his stuff and they brawled with uh, Austin Mm -hmm. Theory. We then had the Mysterions cutting a promo backstage. Dominic Mysterio's hair. This is all I've got the notes for. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Unbelievable. It's getting worse every week. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> that's heat, brother. Yeah, like, that's, that's real heat. That's legit heel heat, brother. Yeah, absolutely. His hair, and I've always thought his gear was not very oh, It's either. horrible, isn't it's it? Horrible, horrible gear. And now his hair. Somebody needs to... Look, Rey Mysterio has had some bad gear, but... On the whole, looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, every single time he's coming. The mask with it. helps. Yeah, the mask helps. I mean, he does cool things with the mask. Mm-hmm. And like often, he's got good gear and he looks cool. How has he got such a dweeb as a son <laughs> with his dweeby gear? Yeah. His gear says to me, "Oh, he's got a tummy." <laughs> like yeah. that is a yeah. Vince McMahon dream. Was like, can't take that tummy out there. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> yes. he's in your tummy. Not putting that on TV. It's why Baron Corbin wears shirts. Yeah, because he had a tummy. You look like a normal person. Can't have you. Can't have that. that. If, I mean, go back and watch. Roman Reigns was always wearing vests and stuff yeah. because he had a bit of a muffin top. He just, like, for whatever reason, he just could not get rid yeah. of that thing. So Vince was like, got to put a T-shirt on. Yeah. Got to put a vest on. Got to put a flak jacket on. Yeah. Got to hide up that tummy. I remember he went through this real bad period where he was wrestling and his top kept riding up. Mm. So he just kept spending matches just pulling it down. Because yeah. in his head, he's probably like, oh, Vince sees this now. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. My push is over. So my that is my Austin theory on on Dominic Mysterio. Yes, he's got a bit of a tum tum. Yeah, and that's why he's got crap gear. <laughs> now, why does he have this terrible hair? <laughs> <laughs> now that's the real question. What a mystery. <laughs> What's he hiding behind the back of his neck? Because why has he gone for a mullet? Oh. It is a horrific haircut, and I really could not pay attention to much else. I have no idea what Ray said in this promo. Not a clue. Not they a clue. just seemed to sort of reaffirm that they loved each other. And they're in San Diego. Yes, and they are in San Diego, and they like San Diego. So they took on the Judgment Day next, and I mean, lads, this, uh, I wrote in my notes here, this match has had two ad breaks, and yet nothing's happened. <laughs> I did get so many outbreaks in this match and nothing happened. It was really, it was a weird match. Yeah, well, it was, I, the heels worked over Ray, they worked over Dominic, but nothing was actually happening. No. And the Mysterions won because they did the Eddie Guerrero spot where, like, Finn Balor's holding a chair, so yep. Ray takes a dive and smacks the ground and yep. then, like, oh, ref DQs them. Yeah. And I was like, the judgment day. Yeah. Like, what an uphill struggle these guys. Now they don't have Edge. Yep. They feel like lower mid-card geeks. Yes, they do. And it's a real... Like, the group was struggling to begin with anyway because I feel like they were just that creative loggerheads of Edge wants them to be this thing, the creative team wants them to be this thing. They don't really know which one of these are. Are we a Mm. serious group or do we magic? Yes. And now they've got... They don't even have creative behind them. Yeah. 
So now they're just losing matches via DQ. They lost on main event last week. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know, man. It's just like, this feels like it's Retribution 2.0. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I was thinking with this, you know, I love a good reference to Eddie Guerrero because he was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love Eddie Guerrero. And I love that reference. It's really fun. Really great for the San Diego crowd. I'm sure they all loved it. But um, I was thinking like this, this is all setting up that uh, judgment day want dominic in their group quite clearly you should further that story by having ray lose the match in some way yeah. because he's a you know because he's trying to do the right thing he's trying to wrestle in the right way and but ultimately that means that they lose because judgment day cheat and and then dominic's a bit more like well okay i guess i'm on the losing side and i need to join over to judgment day and there's a bit more of a conflict at the moment no yeah. ray's really smart he's a great leader he really te- he teaches people well and he'll even do a few tricks if he needs to i mean i'm pretty sure ray said that in his promo that i was <laughs> trying to focus on when not looking at dom's hair which is just like that we were former tag team champions i can't be that bad of a dad i can't be that bad of a tag partner i mean he's right Judgment Day have won nothing. Absolutely nothing. Thank God they got rid of that loser. Famous loser, Edge. <laughs> Crap he was. What's he ever won? Uh, I, the, the crowd got into it. Yep. Hometown pop and everything. So Absolutely. it was all that. Although, perhaps I am nitpicking here, but Eddie Guerrero is from El Paso, Texas. Yes. Not San Diego, California. That's where yeah. Ray is from. Yeah. Like, why don't we do famous Ray spots here? Uh, yeah, Not I a don't... famous Eddie Guerrero spots. I didn't understand that. So I was, I was thinking, I don't think, I'd never heard of Eddie Guerrero being from, I, I didn't realize they were from the same town. No. Oh, that's interesting. I suppose they must be. And then they were there going, like, doing the Eddie dance and everything. Yeah. I was like, it's not El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Eddie Guerrero. And that's fine. But maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. Maybe there's a 4th of July thing I'm missing. Yes. Um, Got a video package for Logan Paul that they really tried to turn the, the live crowd down on. <laughs> like, Don't boo this man. <laughs> he, he's a good man. <laughs> we like him, really. But no, you could hear the crowd booing this. Mm. Uh, Logan Paul treated like a much bigger star than anyone on the Raw roster. Yep. Big problem there. Absolutely. Uh, the Miz then did an interview and he said that he's still offering Logan Paul to be a tag team. Um, and we're going to be the best tag team. Because Log- Logan Paul's promo, he says, I don't want anything to do with uh, the Miz. Mm-hmm. The Miz is dead to me. So I'm having a match with him. I was like, well, clearly right. you want something to do with him. Then you want a match with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not dead to you. <laughs> yeah, he's very much alive. <laughs> he's clearly alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, it was... Um... It's a it's a perfectly fine. It's a Miz interview. It's a yeah. It's a Miz interview and and leading towards this this match with Logan Paul. He's sort of in this weird situation where he's also technically feuding with AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're saying a tag match. Like, yeah. what a way to get Logan Paul cheered is by having him tag with AJ, who yes. is beloved by the crowd. Yeah. So like him versus Champa and Miz. Yep. And also, like, it means you don't have to put Logan Paul out there. Because if Logan Paul goes out there and he sucks, then that exposes yeah. that. And, like, if you hide him in a tag match, have just AJ just sell the entire time and build to the Logan Paul hot tag. Absolutely. You can hit them with a Pokemon card or whatever it is Logan Paul does. And then, <laughs> and then you win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, like, it, oh, wouldn't it be sad that AJ's first win in over a year <laughs> on pay-per-view <laughs> will be because of the help of Logan Paul? It's what he needed all along. <laughs> Just needed Logan Paul. Was a guy from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could have been me. Yeah. Right. This next segment, I'm, I'm going to read my notes here because mm-hmm. I'm at this point. I think it is a rib on all of us. <laughs> AJ makes his entrance. Yeah. We get an ad break. <laughs> we then get Corey goes to be like a. Hey, did you know the post of Logan Paul signing with WWE is the most liked Instagram post in history? 
we then got quite a long yeah. video package of the Street Profits earlier in the day hosting the barbecue, the sort of street party thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Alpha Academy walking up, Chad Gable reading the Constitution to um, Montez Ford. Yep. And they set up a hot dog eating contest for later on with Otis. Yep. Then we got the Mysterions walking backstage and Judgment Day attacking them with a P.T. Williams uh, sighting, by the way, and like security break them up. Then we cut back to the commentary desk and Corey Graves runs down the card for NXT 2.0, the Great American Bash. <laughs> then Miz makes his entrance. They start match and it cuts to an ad break. <laughs> this has to be a joke. They're working me now. This is a rib. They're watching this and they're like, come on. No, let's let's put more in. No, let's talk about NXT 2.0. Add another segment. Corey, go through the card. <laughs> all right, all right. Just have somebody beat up. Yeah, Judgment Day beating up Mysterio. Where's Ray? Where's Ray and Dominic? Just film them walking down this way. Tom grabbed Damien. <laughs> Why? Why would we do it? I don't know. It just makes me uh, everyone know that they don't like each other. It was <laughs> honestly what, like ten, nearly fifteen minutes yep. worth of stuff. Yeah, honestly, it was. It, it, I was watching this. Like, I mean, yeah, this is the way they do things. But yep. also, when you read it back, <laughs> it's a shocking bad way to put together a TV show. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because you've got so many things you could put it before AJ Styles needs to make his entrance. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, is the idea that? You're flicking through channels yep. and you see AJ Styles. You're like, oh, well, I better stick around yep. to watch a, an AJ Styles match. Yep. I'm then going to wait 15 minutes for that <laughs> match to start. Yes. I wonder if people were like, I'm pretty sure I saw AJ make an entrance. Maybe I made it up. <laughs> yeah. What else is on? <laughs> that's the thing. I think that's what it is, is they're going like, here's the match. It's about to start. But wait, quickly, we're just going to go to this, 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 and this. Then we'll have a quick ad and then we'll do the match. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's hilarious, really. Yeah. And like, it's more or less a nothing match in the end of it. Like, yeah. AJ won. Great way to build up Miz versus Logan Paul, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then Tommaso Ciampa attacked AJ after the match. Oh, yeah. AJ made a bit of a comeback because Ciampa sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Miz attacked him, hit the skull crushing finale, and mm-hmm. him and Ciampa shook hands. Yes. So we've now got them as an official alliance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're finally official. Well done, them. That's great. And Corey Graves said. Every leading man needs a supporting cast. Oh, I did that. <laughs> oh, I don't like that, mate. <laughs> oh, Tommaso Ciampa, supporting cast. Yeah, oh, don't like that much. Like oh, that. no, thank you. That no, sits no. very awfully with me. <laughs> yes. Bitter so, taste that. Somebody who was like so important in NXT, so important in NXT, oh. is now the supporting cast to the Miz. The Miz. <laughs> Mr. NXT. If it's not Gargano, it's bloody Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> Supporting cast. I can't wait for the Miz to teach him a thing or two about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, you know, this is what they did with us with uh, Danielson. Yep, yep. Like, they put Danielson with the Miz. They're like, well, this will anger the internet marks. Yep. Well, like, they do it because they hate us. Yeah. Like, I've never known a product that hates its fans so much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just try and. <laughs> annoy their fans all the time yeah and then they're like why are the fans annoyed? why the fans hate us so much yeah. I don't know oh, let's poke them again <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, we then got a recap of Liv Morgan winning the championship at Money in the Bank and then she came out oh man so affable yeah such a she was genuinely like the crowd trying to you deserve you deserve it. she was like no and like tears in her eyes no we deserve this yeah like without you guys I couldn't be here and it was just a, a genuine nice lovely promo yes and at the end of it i was like i really hope you get a long run out of this belt yep i really really do i 
don't know if she will, but I really hope she does. Yes, absolutely. Like she she comes across so nice in this, so genuine. Like and and yeah, I I can just see them taking the belt off her as soon as they possibly can. Once Charlotte's I, back, yeah. But I really hope that doesn't happen. I hope that she holds it onto, holds onto it. Maybe to Mania or something like that. It'd be amazing. Really good long baby face run with the belt. Yeah. You know, looking like oh, this will be the challenge to take the belt because WWE could set it up to be like playing with our expectations, mm. you know, putting her in a match with Charlotte Flair. We're like, oh, okay, so here's where the belt goes back onto Charlotte. Yeah. No, Liv wins again. Mm. And like you can kind of play it like the Alexa Bliss win that she had on Raw last week. Yeah. Where like the commentators were shocked. Alexa Bliss was shocked, but Liv Morgan was like, Yeah, of course I won. Yeah. You're all underestimating me. Yeah. I think I there's a really good story in there. Absolutely, absolutely. And then and then, you know, even when like uh, you know, Natalia comes down after this and then Carmella comes down, when she talks, she's so much more confident now she's won that belt as well. She's really, really confident in the way she speaks. And you're like, Yeah, I believe in you. I believe that you could easily beat these two, yeah. So much more human than Natalia as well. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I am Natalia. I do the sharpshooter. She literally goes like, I will beat you with the most devastating move. The sharpshooter. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic pause was in the script. So reading everything. (laughs) Like a... A video game character from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, like commentary on all wrestling games. Where it was yeah. like, great move by The Undertaker. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. I will get you with The Sharpshooter. <laughs> I mean, I actually really enjoy Carmella coming out and saying, why is this SmackDown segment out, hang, like happening on Raw? And I was like, great question, Carmella. Great question. <laughs> really good question. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, Belair made the save as the heels attacked Liv mm-hmm. Morgan. Adam Pearce came out. He's a baby face for this segment, I guess. Yep. Holla holla, we got a tag team match player. And the good guys won. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I mean, if they had... Uh, I actually wrote, imagine a world where both champions lost this match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was the right call as well. It was Liv pinning Natty. Yeah. So the former number one contender to mm-hmm. the championship. So you're putting her over like ostensibly the best the second best person you had on the, the smackdown roster yes that sets her up for a match against ronda mm. at SummerSlam. great stuff yes thumbs up all around for me this really 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 good apart yeah. from natalia's promo <laughs> uh we got some more of the the uh the street party with mm. the street profits all oh, those street profits could you tell the the tension between the two of them oh. what what a team that's about to break up eh? like <laughs> <laughs> oh no like, I said in my edited review it feels like WWE are writing a story where they're breaking up but the street was like nah <laughs> nah I'm not doing that we're friends <laughs> no I'm at least my friend <laughs> we're actually all it's on the same page <laughs> Cold, you're like so much dissension between these two like nah we're alright <laughs> oh they're on the brink they're on the brink <laughs> just one more week I give this <laughs> hugging each other and... uh, we had some we had Ali and Cedric playing games with Veer Mahan like tapping yeah. him on the shoulder and then stealing his food I'm like oh man made you guys are like legit children yes yes yeah absolutely I've uh, got some 24-7 stuff uh, Amos through Reggie uh, and then we, the Street Profits walk up to Zeke. Yep. He's so Zeke to be here. And he tells stories about Elrod and Elias and them having parties and stuff. And then he is shaking this tomato ketchup bottle so furiously. Oh, my. Ready to spray it onto his hot dog. Yeah. And somehow he gets it on Seth Rollins. <laughs> Like was it? Did he do it while shaking it? it was, I don't. Yeah, I guess so. Because yeah. he was about to. 
it's got it, onto his hot you dog. You don't squeeze before you while you're shaking. You're not. I mean, that'd be a mad thing to do. Crazy thing to do. Insane thing to do. And he got it all over him. Yeah. On his lovely, lovely shirt. Oh yeah. And yeah. Seth came in. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> Impression. <laughs> it's very good. Thank you. And then that's set up a match. Yeah. <laughs> that's July 4th Raw. <laughs> How was this match set up? He squirted tomato ketchup on him. <laughs> oh, it was so strange. Kind of delightful in a way, really. Oh, it's, yeah. it's quite whimsical. Oh, really. yeah. It's full of whimsy. Absolutely chock full of whimsy. No I mean, sense, but whimsy. We'll get to the hot dog eating contest in a second. Oh. Uh, and Seth Rollins won. Um, yep. One with the stomp. Good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. I was glad that Ezekiel got a lot of uh, offense in there, and so they're not just like it wasn't. It wasn't any, in any way a squash. No, nope, not at all. It was. A, it was a nice, good, long match, and um, and obviously Seth won because if, if Ezekiel had won, that would have been crazy. But like, <laughs> at least they're not like just having him as a pure comedy character. Yeah, it's like he comes out and he's just destroyed in five seconds. Yeah, I thought it was a, actually a pretty decent little match. Uh, and Riddle afterwards attacked Seth Rollins to further their feud. Yes, yeah. 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 So that's good stuff. Good little setup and payoff. Speaking of setup and payoff, yeah. So, do you know what I really like in my comedy skits? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I like sketch comedy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I absolutely uh, used to love sketch comedy back in the in the nineties. Oh, yeah, oh, and even in sort of modern day, oh, I, yeah. I, I was a regular fast show viewer. Oh, love the fast show. Even if people will say like it's literally the same jokes every single week, doesn't matter. Don't mind, mates. Yeah, suits you, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they said the line. <laughs> say the line, Bart. And I'm like, and I laugh every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I really like in sketch comedies is when they do a setup for a joke and then don't really do a joke mm. and they actually just show you the punchline. None of the actual like follow through of their setup. Yeah. They literally be like, we're having a hot dog eating contest. Here's the result. Yes. And that's what happened here. Mm. Earlier in the show, they set up that we're going to have a hot dog eating contest between Angelo Dawkins and Otis. Yeah. Because Angelo Dawkins is a former hot dog eating champion winner or something along these lines. Yes. Right? And Otis is like, oh, I'm, look at me. I'm Otis. I can eat loads as well. Yeah. And then they set one up and I was like, oh, no, I didn't actually want to have a thing. And I was like, oh, maybe this will be a lot of fun. Mm. Like, do this as an in-ring segment. Montez Ford hyping up. Chad Gable hyping him up. Yep. We watched them trying to eat as many hot dogs as possible. Yeah. No, we literally just cut to the thing. And it's like, and the winner is... <laughs> Tazawa! <laughs> Beca- 48 hot dogs. Because, well, that's it. But I didn't get to see him eat that. So you could have said any number. Yeah. Might as well have said 150. Because... <laughs> I didn't see, like, you could, it didn't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. It made any old bollocks up. Yep. So we didn't get to see any of the comedy of the meeting. Yes. And they just did that. We said, they called it the Mighty Boosh a few weeks back. I'm just yeah. like, oh, and so the winner is a parrot, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, it's actually the moon one. Like, <laughs> that's what Tazawa is here. It's like, yeah. the guy who wasn't part of this won. <laughs> Imagine if the moon had won. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. It wasn't that much more shocking than Tazawa. <laughs> I was just really gutted because I was like, yeah. Oh, there could have been something really good in this. Yeah. I like, really could have had something quite fun. Yeah. Here. Like, I think back to JBL versus Steve Austin, the mm. beer drinking contest from Saturday Night's Main event. Yes. Such a fun segment because you've got JBL being the heel trying to cheat his way into drinking things. Like, well, I'm going to pour it down my shirt a little yep. bit. Like, and drink. And then at the end of it, he's like absolutely hammered drunk. Steve Austin gave him the stunner. It's just brilliantly heel. Like, if you want Otis to do that. Yeah. Want a man to do it yeah. with Chad Gable there? Absolutely. Like this was a great opportunity for some genuinely fun comedy. Yeah, and they opted not to. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, because they didn't want to actually make them eat the hot dogs. I guess. I guess so, but like, 
But uh, if they're if they're worried about things being disgusting on screen, well then <laughs> <laughs> that's there's a whole different issue going on. Yeah, oh, I, I, I thought this was a a real shame. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Otis afterwards was like, oh, my tummy, my tummy. My tummy. My tummy is a bit my sore. Tubby. And that set up then Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy and Austin Theory. Mm. And which was really, really weird because then Otis wasn't selling that he had a sore tummy. No. Until the final two moves of the match. Yes. When he, his tummy would have been hurt anyway. Yeah. It was very odd. So we did set up. We didn't really see a payoff. <laughs> then it didn't carry on. Yep. And then just got a payoff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the structure of a joke, they've missed out. Oh, missed out a few steps. Yeah. yeah. As, a, as a professional comedian, Sullivan yeah. Brown, you could really give them a, a few hints or two. <laughs> yeah, just, just stick to the main, the main structure of <laughs> set up, tilt, payoff. Oh, I'd have killed for some tilt here. <laughs> Love a bit of oh, tilt. Just a, just, a, just a fraction of tilt. A crumb of tilt. <laughs> I'm starving for tilt. The irony of the thing in an eating contest. Oh, it was just. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, at the end of it, we had uh, Lashley spearing Otis and mm. then Montez Ford hitting the frog splash to Otis. So, yeah, tummy-based offense. <laughs> and then Chad Gable got beat. Uh, and then uh, Otis got in and yep. uh, threw up. Yep. It was horrible. Yeah. And like, I knew it was fake, obviously, but, like, it was still horrible. Yeah. And they zoomed in on bits. Oh, zooming on bits because it, it's very Vince McMahon humor, this. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, and then Corey was on commentary being like, whoo, whoo, like pretending yeah. to throw up and stuff. They replayed it like five, six times. Hate it. Vince must have been cackling yes. in the back. It was oh, funniest thing he's ever seen. Yes, absolutely. He he wrote this all for himself. He uh, he thinks this is the best funniest thing. In the very world. very funny. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I've never told you this anecdote, mm. uh, but regular viewers will know this anecdote. It's my favorite Vince McMahon story of all time. So it's told by JR. Mm. Um, so there was one time JR and Gerald Briscoe were traveling together, and JR farted so bad that Gerald Briscoe threw up. So gross, right? Yeah. Vince McMahon hears this story and thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever heard. It's the funniest story in the world. <laughs> he spends the rest of the day trying to fart around Gerald Briscoe so Gerald Briscoe would throw up again to the point where he crapped his pants. <laughs> And then he went out to go out and do a segment. <laughs> that's that's Vince McMahon. Oh <laughs> like, my goodness! That is, so if anyone's like, "Why did this happen?" <laughs> that's why this happened. That's unbelievable. He was what in his fifties <laughs> at that point, yeah. at least his forties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but probably his fifties. <laughs> that's that's mad. Yep, that's that's the owner of this company right here. Oh my goodness! So yeah. Uh, oh. The good guys won. Yep. And then we come back to the backstage <laughs> reviewer who just goes, Well, hopefully Otis feels better soon. Anyway, my guest at this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way to get out of a skit. There's no way to get out of a bit. <laughs> well, anyway. Anyway, right. Hello. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> yeah, I've got no ending for this, so. <laughs> anyway. Blue <laughs> 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 over here. <laughs> well, Becky, what have you got to say? <laughs> And Becky walks in, consummate professional, yep. don't care about who's throwing up. Yes, yep. Becky, yes. Thank you. Carrying things forward. Yes. I like it. Yep. Lovely stuff. She plays this part really well. She's great. Yeah. Love her to pieces. Yeah. Uh, then we had our truth coming out as Uncle Sam. And I was all ready to hate this. And I, and I, and I almost did. Because, <laughs> do you know what I love about jokes, Sullivan? <laughs> 
What do you love about that? It's when people tell you what joke they're going to do mm-hmm. before they actually do the joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. R-Truth comes out and he starts saying things from the movie Independence Day. Yes. So he's just like, today we remember Jeff Goldblum and yep. Will Smith going up into space, blowing it up. And then, you know, our famous line from the Constitution, welcome to Earth. You know, like, yeah. oh, great stuff. Yeah. Problem is that R-Truth opened up this beautiful day, like, hey, do you remember the movie Independence Day? <laughs> <laughs> Here's some things from that movie. <laughs> yeah, you should, like, it, it, you're talking about a film that is very clearly, like, it's, it, it's, it's a reference to a time, you know, 20 odd years ago now. Like, it, uh, yeah. you either stick with that reference and then hope that people get it, you can't explain it to the kids that are watching or yeah, anything first like that. up. Yeah. By the way, there was a film called Independence Day. At least <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith. It's very good. Really good. Really, uh, really good movie. Roland Emmerich's arguably probably his best movie he's ever yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't recommend a sequel, but the, the first one's great. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> let's celebrate our Independence Day. Well, now you're all caught up on the, the reference I'm about to make. <laughs> Yeah, that's not how you make references. No. Um, funny enough, actually, my, my other podcast that I do mm. uh, is a Games Master-based podcast, but we're kind of like, we're in 1996 at the moment. Yeah. And um, here in the UK, and I'd actually forgotten about this. Did you uh, remember this? We had a UK version of Independence Day. Really? It was aired for BBC, like Radio 1. It was essentially trying to be like Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. Right. So they had like Nicky Campbell and, you know, like mm. Radio 1 DJs doing like, a, oh, there's been a, an alien sighting in this. They had Patrick Moore, like, you know, doing his Amazing. like Sky at Night stuff, explaining like they were sort of in this like UFO uh, observatory thing being like, well, actually, I think the science over here explains this and the other. <laughs> uh, it's really good. I'm actually reviewing it for my podcast. Mm. I'm, I'm really listening to it. It's real good. Yeah. It's available on YouTube. Search for Independence Day UK. Amazing. Set in the UK at the same time as the movie Independence Day, and it's just this like hour-long radio drama. What an incredible idea! Yeah, it's really, really good. Oh. Apparently, like they, when they were making it, like they, you know, did it in conjunction with 20th Century Fox, and yeah. and but their only like description was like you can do whatever you want, um, but you cannot have the Brits win. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Americans have to be responsible for winning the war. So, like, <laughs> Make sure that's very clear oh that the goodness. Americans win this. It's like the bloody film Enigma Code all over again, where they, they rewrote it, the Americans cracked the Enigma Code. <laughs> Absolutely infuriating. I mean, at least that one was... No, actually, no, that one's much more agreed. That's more that agreed. really happened. Because <laughs> Independence Day UK is made up. <laughs> that's Dracula. Like. Why can't the Brits even help? It's one of my favourite parts of Independence Day. I'm just mm. talking about the movie Independence Day now. Yeah. Which is when they're like, the Americans figure out a plan. Yeah. And, you know, Bill Pullman does his big speech where it's like, today we celebrate our Independence Day. And it cuts around the world to all yeah. the people reacting to this. Yeah. And there's this Brit, like someone walks up to the Brit and is like, the Americans have figured out a plan. And the Brit stands up and goes, well, bloody hell, it's about time somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do, don't we, in the middle of wars? Sit around and wait for other people to figure out a plan. Yeah, not inventing radar <laughs> or inventing modern computing. <laughs> for goodness sake. Yep. <laughs> well, it's a good time somebody sorted this out. It's a bloody good time. I'm so bloody thrilled. I've figured out a plan at last. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, Walter came out. Yeah. And the segment was saved. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Because, like, his mate was there being yep. like, Daring General Gunther. Gunther yeah. comes out looking like a million dollars. I wish he had his original music and yep. his name. But that's by the by. He comes out, t- kills Truth, yep. wins. 
wonderful. Yeah, brilliant. Brand split, LOL. Don't care. Yeah. I, I very much enjoyed this. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. I really enjoyed Ludwig Kaiser's, uh, his, his, the way he interrupted him and he's like, ah, oh, he's just beautifully smug. Yeah. In the way he introduces Gunter and his art is brilliant. It, it's kind of disappointing that the crowd, it, it didn't have the heat that I think it should have done. You know, mm. like the invading foreigner beating yep. up Uncle Sam on July 4th. Yeah. Like a crowd were like, eh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Probably don't have no idea who this lad is. Been like, who's this? He's the in. What the downtown? What belts he got? <laughs> I was nervous for a hot second. <laughs> the truth was gonna the win. Truth was gonna win. I mean, it is July Fourth. <laughs> it's July Fourth. <laughs> so he is representing America. <laughs> They've only brought him out because he's foreign. I know that's why they've only brought him out because he's from Austria. <laughs> <laughs> I was really glad that I was wrong about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, Andy here, one of our uh, the blue wrench order has just pointed out that the uh, the Brit when he walks out is also drinking tea. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot I played that guy. That was me. <laughs> it was me, Sullivan <laughs> Bo Brown. <laughs> that was the one. Nineteen ninety six when you were well, like eight. I was five. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I looked old for me eight. Oh, it's a, it's a good performance. You got such you got such a range of like ages you can play, Sullivan. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. What a CV. <laughs> You ever seen the Italian job? That's me, <laughs> Michael Caine. Uh, we come backstage where Alexa Bliss has an interview where she just like, where she basically says, I want to win the title. Yeah. Asuka walks up and says, me too. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Alexa's a weird, uh, odd as a face because she's just like, I don't have any friends. She's really denying that she has any friends. Yeah, yeah. But people seem to want to be your friend, Alexa. Yeah, you, it's you're fine. quite friendly with Liv Morgan. Yeah, two really weeks ago when you were tagging together, you're friendly all the time. Um, we then got that spooky video. Spooky. Oh, it is spooky, isn't it? Yes. Uh, same one we got in Money in the Bank, and then we got the same video package we also got for Ronan and Brock. Where I was like, oh yeah, we really are just filling the time in this oh, third hour, aren't yeah, we? I just had to skip through that. <laughs> yeah, we have to skip. <laughs> oh, that's another another fifteen seconds right there. I can skip. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and then we got our main events of Becky Lynch versus Asuka. This was kind of set up to end the feud, mm -hmm. which is great because yep. I think it's about time this feud did end. Yep. Um, and it was a really fun main event. Great match. Really, really enjoyed it. I loved the parasol mist spot. Yeah, really yeah. good. I think there was some mist that got into Becky's face, but still. I don't know how Asuka managed this. Yes. So Asuka goes to the outside. She struggles to find what she's looking for. She brings in a parasol mm. and Becky steals the parasol from her. Yeah. And... Asuka goes to mist her in the face and she gets the parasol up. Mm. Somehow, Asuka got mist around the parasol yeah. into Becky's face. It's amazing. It's incredible. She defied the laws of physics. Yes, it must have like it must have happened as she was pushing it out. Like yes. some some of it just some of it got on. Yeah. But uh, I didn't mind. Uh, didn't mind I, at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. The whole match was great. Really, really good match. Uh I, I said this in my edited review, but I'm just gonna repeat it here as well. Mm -hmm. That there was a moment when Asuka put a trash can onto Becky Lynch, and then she hit a top rope drop kick. Yep. And Corey Graves said, she's Asuka the Grouch. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch lives in the trash can. Yes. You idiot. <laughs> Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Becky is is Be the ground. Becky, Becky's Oscar in this scenario. Yes, absolutely. This spot should have been the other way around if this was the only reason why you did this. So then you'd be Asuka. The yes, yes. Because I said this to Pete earlier. I was yeah. like, Pete was infuriating. Yeah. He's like, he got it wrong. Yes. And Pete said, yeah, but Asuka sounds like, uh, like Oscar. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm like, but don't put <laughs> Becky in the trash can then. <laughs> absolutely. Like, <laughs> Pete said that as if he, he's like, no, oh, Luke doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is how it works. <laughs> See, Asuka sounds like Oscar. 
that's just I, I actually rewound it yeah because i don't i don't rewind much on raw because it's long enough as it is yeah. but i'm like did he just call her ask the crowd <laughs> this doesn't make sense because that's wrong Corey. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot a great pun but just in totally oh totally wrong and i yeah, love yeah. puns that are wrong yeah <laughs> who doesn't love puns that are wrong <laughs> But my name sounds a bit like Duke Nukem. Like, but, and if I, if I was in a situation where I was similar to, to the Doom guy, and he was like, yep. oh, Luke Nukem over there, like, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was, oh, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it did not, thankfully, ruin this match. It, it really didn't. And, yeah. like, Be- uh, Becky won with the manhandle slam off the second rope through a table. Yep. Really fun main event. And, yep. like, they were playing up a commentary. This is it. This, like, the end of the match now. Becky kind of put Asuka behind her. Yep. I don't kind of know where you go with Becky now because you can't just put her back into a program with Bianca. No, It's no, far no. too soon to be putting her back into that. Yeah, exactly. And they were very much setting up that Carmella is going to be facing against Belair at SummerSlam again. Right. Uh, well, that's uh, weird. That is, uh, yeah. I mean, she was a filler feud. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can move past that now. Yeah. So I don't really know what you do with Becky next. I mean, actually, like Becky Bliss. Yeah. Like for a number one contendership thing, be well up for that. I mean, well up for that. Like yeah. it gives Bliss something to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives Becky a really credible person to go on a feud with. Yeah, keeps her away from Bianca, mm-hmm. but you can kind of like return back to that Bianca, uh, Becky Bianca thing again. Yeah, at some point soon. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, one of my notes here for this for this match as well was that I just wanted it to be longer. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, cut a lot of the bollocks you've got in here. <laughs> yeah. Cut the spooky Yuki stuff. Yeah. The video package. Cut the Roman Brock thing. Yeah. Give this match an extra five minutes that have really benefited from it. absolutely it was a great match and i was just i wanted more which is nice to be left wanting more of course but like yeah i think i think becky i think becky versus bliss for a number one contendership is a great idea where you go with asuka i'm not 100 percent sure yeah i don't know either um i, I did feel like know. she lost a lot of this feud as well like i feel yeah. like becky pinned her quite a lot yes during all of this yes she did um but anyway that was raw uh, everyone we'll go through your voting in the poll at the moment the current poll we do have though is will theory cash in money in the bank at SummerSlam. 68 percent think no 32 oh. percent think yes wow so yeah and yeah but anyone's not gonna cash in but uh, i gave this episode three out of five yeah kind of like a two out of four i suppose we've got to do out of four because the YouTube poll options only give us four options because why would they give us five Sullivan? That'd be ridiculous. They give us five on the community tab, but yep. only four here. Okay. Why wouldn't Google do that? <laughs> doesn't make sense. No, nope, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'd give it two out of four. What, yep. what about you? I think two out of four is a very fair one. So like, yeah, it would be two and a half out of five. Yeah. Um, and let's round out for three because we like to be positive. We like to be positive. It was, yeah. a, it was a very good main event. Yeah. Loved all the live stuff. Yep. So, you know, oh, there was some fun stuff to be had. Here. Yeah. The, the wrestling on the whole was really, really, really great. Indeed, so. yeah. You ready to vamp again? Let's. Well, I want to do some ultra chats while you do that. Oh well, we got to do the patron shoutouts before oh, we yes, do that. So yes. I'm, I'm going to need you to vamp instead. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Well, uh, now I'm going to uh, tell you a uh, a fun story about how I was on a, a video game TV show as a child. I can't remember what the name of the TV show was, but I was uh, just a, an extra in the background, and I got to spend the whole day playing video games, and I got paid uh, to do it. Uh, in fact, one of the hosts kicked me off for playing Mario Kart. I've never forgiven him. Is it bad influence? No, I know it wasn't bad influence. What was it? Because bad influence, like the only other one I can think of was Games World. Might have been which Games was on World. Sky. It was like yeah, it was in the early two thousands. Oh, it was the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Come I was on. like, I was probably like ten, eleven at this oh, point. Okay. I did a few things like this. I did the Christmas show with Eamon Holmes. What time? Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds fun. Oh yeah. What was Eamon like? Actually, he's a nice guy. Hmm. He was very nice. He looks. He looks a lot like uh, my dad. 
<laughs> Mate, if you mix Eamon Holmes and the Scotland manager, Steve Clark, uh, put it together, mm. then you get my dad. Uh, it's remarkable how those two men look so much like my dad. I mean, in fact, so much so that I thought my dad was Steve Clark for a long time as a child. <laughs> Very upset when I found out he didn't play for Chelsea. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the vamping, Sullivan. It was no excellent as always. <laughs> Right, we're going to shout out some Patreon pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash for us talk at the $25 and above level. Now, we've got quite a lot of these names we're going to be reading out here. I'll, I'll share, I'll share the screen. screen. Yes, we can read them. It's these ones here. Right. Um, we're looking for our suggestions for the next episode of Wrestle Talk Extra, which is currently available up on Patreon now. $25 backers get to suggest which pay per view we'll review for Patreon uh, for this month. Currently, there's like Bash of the Beach 96 has been suggested, Money in the Bank 2013, Battleground 2016, mm. so uh, and Fully Loaded 2000. So get your suggestions in, the poll will be up at the end of this week. But if you are a $25 and above Patreon pledge hammer, you get your name read out in the air like this fine fella, the Roller Costa, Robert Acosta. Chris, the Cypriot sensation, Petru. He's no jackass, Dano. Derek, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge, Ayala. Well done. Barbaric Garrick Morgan. Gavin, cash money. Cash, cash, oh, now I'm going to pronounce it correctly. Kashiwabara. Well done. Bara, yeah, Kick to the face. Get off my plate. Fantastic Mr. Good Old Fox. The Venerable Jesse Venable. The Cleaner Kenny Shah. The British Bulldog Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. And Wessel Talk's personal ring announcer Rodrigo Benitez. Thank you so much for all of your support over at patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. Go and get involved. Amazing. Um, hey, and while you're like you're in the giving spirits, mm. we've got a Kickstarter going on currently, haven't we, Sullivan? We do indeed. Tell us about it. Yes. So uh, it, it is the No Rolls Barred Blood on the Clock Tower Kickstarter. Blood on the Clock Tower is our most successful series uh, uh, on No Rolls Barred, I'd say. Consistently one of the most exciting games that we play uh, all the time. And we did some in-person games a couple of months ago. They went down very, very well. We want to do more. So we decided to launch a Kickstarter for them because they're very, very expensive. Oh, they're pricey. Yes. It is the most expensive <laughs> thing we've uh, we've ever done. Oh, yeah. By, yeah, by a long shot. By a long shot. Yes. yes. Usually, if anyone's seen skits that we do on Talk, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been there for some of them. Oh, like. yes. Sometimes they're filmed on phones. Uh, most of the times they are. <laughs> <laughs> who's got a phone ready? <laughs> I mean, here's the conversation. Who's got the best phone? <laughs> <laughs> And um, uh, basically, yeah, the key starts going well. I think last time I checked, we were on forty-five thousand pounds, something like that. Yeah, we're like seventy odd percent of the way there, like nearly seventy-five yes. percent of the way there. Yeah, and it's only been three days, which is yeah, really, really good. So head on over, like Kickstarter, search for NRB. We'll yep. have some of our people. There we go. Landon has already posted it into the chat, so thank you, Landon. Thank you. Very uh, much. Go and click that link. We would really appreciate the support. We've got some really fun reward tiers as well, including the option to play Blood on the Clock Tower with us. Yes, online. And on the set. Yes. That's going to be really good fun. Oh, isn't it just? What a game. Yeah. What a game. Oh, so much fun. We're playing two games of it tomorrow. So <laughs> it's going to be the best day of work ever. I know. And I, you know what? I had a really bad one last time. Oh, really? The game we played on oh, Friday. Really? I felt like I had a real bad one. So <laughs> I'm looking to redeem myself oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's two bad ones on the bounce now. <laughs> My sister, my sister, uh, she's a Patreon subscriber and mm. everything. And uh, I saw her just yesterday and uh, and she went, 
Luke Scroogey. Thank you! <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, I, I sort of it haunts me. <laughs> haunts me. And every time I think to myself, it wouldn't have made a difference. It wouldn't have made a difference. But what if, though? <laughs> Hate it. It doesn't matter. It was. It was. It was not our fault. I'm blaming Adam and Harley and all the other people that ganged up against us. I actually blame Daddy Ben. I blame. I blame Daddy Ben big time. I blame Daddy Ben. He put far too many powerful information gathering roles. Yep. Because once they had like three grandmothers. <laughs> yep. Who all individually got three other players. Yes. There's no way in hell we could have come back. From Absolutely. It was. It was all over the place. We were. We were really in a bad way. So Daddy Ben, I know you're not watching, but it's your fault. <laughs> Um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you that tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nate S. in the Ultra Chats has said, Here's my pure chaos idea. Cena versus Theory at SummerSlam with the Money in the Bank case on the line. Cena wins the case and adds himself to Roman versus Brock so he can get the record-breaking 17th title reign. Cena Rock thrice in a lifetime at the Royal Rumble. Rock wins, and we then get Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. It's, it's out there. It is a chaos idea, <laughs> I would certainly say. Also, I don't know how someone adds themselves as a third person in a last man standing match. Like, how? What are the rules there? <laughs> <laughs> do, do both have to be down? <laughs> Having to make two people lie down for yeah. ten seconds is one is painful enough, and it's always difficult with last man standing matches. Yeah, yeah. So two would be oh nope. no. Uh, Mundy says, "What if Theory waits until Brock and Roman beat each other down to the point that neither is getting up, runs down, cashes in, wins? Then Brock no longer has anything to look forward to and completely destroys Roman. Jam that jam." I mean, it's probably the way to do it. Yep. It's just, yeah, Theory cashes in, like, before the match is even finished. Yes. Where you didn't pin Brock, I suppose. Yep. But I don't know, like, if you if Roman's your guy, I don't think you need to have Brock as the one standing tall. No, afterwards. no, 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 no. Um, D-Matic... D-Matic made it. If Theory had a better gimmick character, then I'd buy into him cashing in. I can't get into a person whose whole gimmick is, I take selfies and that's all I do. <laughs> That's fair. Yes. Yes, that is fair. Uh, Gabriel Reyes says, Thanks for watching the WWE product, so I don't have to. Theory selfies, Otis blowing chunks further prove that WWE is immature. To me, that is why Theory has go-away heat. As a 23-year-old, his cringe obnoxiousness makes me tune out when I see him. Mm. Well, that's interesting. I mean, like, I wonder whether he vibes with a slightly younger generation. I don't know. But, like, considering his contemporaries are like, oh, no. I no, don't like him either. <laughs> that's, not, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, I'll hot tag over to you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Charles Burke says, poor Ezekiel, accidentally getting ketchup on Seth's modified wedding dress. For me, the best part of the show is when I decided to stop watching and play TM TMNT Shredder's Revenge. And it was tra and was transported to when I was a kid playing a TMNT beat-em-up on the, on the snares. I mean, it is like playing Tales in Time all over again. Brand new. Mm. It's it's I love absolutely love it. Is this a have they have they re-released? No, this is a brand new game, but it's done in the style of like the arcade game and Brilliant. Tales in Time, Hyperstone Heist, and all of that. Oh, amazing! I have been looking for someone to play this game with me in the office. Oh, we'll play it together. Pl please do. Andy did it once begrudgingly, <laughs> and <laughs> actually then had a good time. Yeah, of course. But, but like, because Adam and Terry and Tempest are all like, "No, let's play Fall Guys." I and mean, like, Fall Guys is great, but we can play Fall Guys another time. Let's yeah. just play this at least once. We can like, we've got four pads. We can play four player. Oh, brilliant! No, yeah, I can bring in my two pads. You can play up to six players at the same time. That's incredible. I know. And no one wants to do it with me. 
<laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. You know, yeah. you go. Uh, Riot DR has been a member for four months in a row. Uh, no strong opinions today. Brand split matters <laughs> once, I'm sure. <laughs> Love you all. Hello, Sullivan. <laughs> hey, you're right. It did matter once upon a time. <laughs> Um, le- legit, uh, legit underboss uh, said what uh, was watching with my sister and she asked me why someone is uh, getting beat up after they win the best thing I could say uh, is that WWE logic is I beat you up after the match so who's the real winner here yeah they love doing that yeah, did I add, um, some, add some money to the bank Bianca Belair win Carmella beat her up afterwards and was like who's the real winner <laughs> Bianca Belair <laughs> yeah 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 because she, she won she won <laughs> That's like that is like like losing a football match and then going back out with the football and then kicking the ball into the net loads of times and go, well, who really Who's won the, the match? Real winner. <laughs> Uh, Riot DR says, hey yo, uh, Don Mysterio has Art Bar's mullet with <laughs> Psychosis's gear, and without a mask, it doesn't work in my opinion. Any references work. Any references work everywhere because Eddie Guerrero will always be awesome. This is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a different note, is blowing chunks funny? Don't see it. Have can I think of an example where it is funny? Where someone throws up in like a movie or something, and it is funny. I can't. I can't think of one that actually is funny. I can think of ones where it happens, but like I've never. They're all not funny to me. No, I mean I, the only one that springs to mind is, is Wayne's World, but he doesn't actually throw up in that. They just think he's going to hurt, mm. and he passes in that tiny bag. If you're going to spew, spew into this. That's <laughs> yes. about the only time I can really think yeah. of. of in that. Team America, when he just can't stop vomiting. That's funny because <laughs> it, is... it just goes on and on <laughs> and on. That's very on funny. <laughs> I was seeing that of the pictures. I was a student, and I came out of it saying, "Like that's the funniest thing anyone has ever made in their yeah. life. Nothing will ever be that funny yeah. ever again." Yeah. <laughs> I don't quite fully believe that anymore, no. but you know, but it was still, it was still a very funny, film. very funny film. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, Blakey uh, said, "I've got one joke. Rule of th- uh, I've got one joke. Rule of threes and all." He did it for <laughs> Demiz. <laughs> <laughs> and also, wow, they really don't like Champa as a natural wrestler, do they? Why make him a goon for a lower mid-card heel instead of an actual heel? Well, you know, he's small, I guess. Yes. Um, although I like you. There's a slight mistake in spelling it. You called him Champa. Yeah. And it just made me think of Chumba Wumba. <laughs> <laughs> Champa Wampa. <laughs> oh, he hot. gets knocked out. <laughs> A hot tag back to you again for uh, next ones. Damien Gillian says, um, this is actually three leftover chats from yesterday's stream, which I'm guessing means from uh, the Sunday stream that we Must did. Must have been, yeah. yeah. Uh, Blood and Guts was my first televised event since Socko's first, uh, first and only birthday. Yeah, it's been a long time. However, I will shine a spotlight on Justin Roberts. The man's incredible. He was 50% of the show. He kept the crowd engaged with loads of interaction. It's obvious that it's Cody versus Orton at WrestleMania for the title right let me explain theory drops the money in the bank to cena so many people are really into this idea that yeah. cena's winning money in the bank yeah it doesn't make any sense to yeah, me I, I just don't think it's going to happen but yeah anyway cena cashing it in on lesnar or reigns to both history is there with either of them and he defends the title at elimination chamber drops the belt to a returning orton and sets up orton versus cody where cody will have defeated the one and only other than vince um who didn't think he was worthy undesirable but ungoddamn deniable love you guys like brothers dg out yeah i mean i think this is like the fourth or fifth maybe even sixth where someone said like oh yeah it's Cena versus Theory for the Money in Bank briefcase. Cena's winning. He's getting his 17th title reign. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. Yeah. I don't know why they would do this. Like, they they could do... They could do... Cena can challenge for the title again, and that'd be fine, because... 
that it, it, he's won it 16 times before. It's not like yeah. he'd be illegitimate and no. people would be like, whoa, whoa, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, seen as a huge star. I, I think if, if, I'm, if I'm fantasy booking this and I'm doing Cena's 17th title, right? Yeah. I'm not doing it through Money in the Bank. No. No. I think it's like a proper, like, I would love to see him, like, try and fail. Yeah. Loads of times over. And that'd be like, be this is it. This is the last time I'm doing it. So yeah. That would be, that'd be the story. I would yeah. Uh, Chris wants to know if we saw a uh, interview with Alexa where she talked about a recent character. I did not. Mm. Um, Ten Rosa said, guys, did you see Liv leaving, or do you see Liv leaving SummerSlam as champ? Really needing a good old-fashioned Quizzlemania with the rightful host. <laughs> Thoughts on Israel at UFC's uh, Undertaker entrance. So much fun. I just want to hear if you smell, I'd mark out big. Honestly, I have not. Mm, I, I, I have. Oh, you have? Yes. What was it like? It was It was very cool. He was holding, a, uh, he was holding an urn. And he's wearing a big hat, uh, <laughs> like, like classic Undertaker <laughs> sombrero. That was it. Uh, <laughs> Lost Undertaker. <laughs> he's wearing a big Undertaker hat with the urn and everything. And I, yeah, it was it was very cool. Mm. I, it, you know, obviously not as cool as the Undertaker, but you know, it was very cool. Good effort. I love the love the tribute. It was very yeah. good. Um, I don't know when the next Quizzlemania is. Although we were doing a big chat about that in the office today, because mm. the next Quizzlemania is Quizzlemania fifty. Oh yeah, and. That's a, that feels like a big number. Yes. Oh, yeah. The 50th Quizzlemania. Oh, yeah. I feel like we need to do something for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Millennial Cowboy says, when is Lil Owens debuting on WrestleTalk? <laughs> Lil Owens. Uh, P.S. Would love to make a... Uh, would Luke would make a great white Luke Cage Gilbert style. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that suggestion? I have the no end? idea. There's so many different... There uh, is. <laughs> ...things to unpack in two sentences. Almost too much to unpack there. <laughs> I think we can move straight on Millennial Cowboy. Um, <laughs> uh, Alistair Gammon says, Hey, gang... Uh, uh, going to watch a, I'm going to watch catch up shortly just found out that I could be over uh, in line for knee surgery tomorrow mm. hey so I'll have plenty of time to binge watch over the next few days thanks for everything you've done and continue to do so jam that knee best of luck to you Alistair yes rooting for you bud mm. uh, and the millennial cowboy lastly I think for now uh, says um, actually no there's a couple more mm. said uh, if there are any rest talk fans going to SummerSlam at section 122 I will be the very tall large black man with a world heavyweight title alongside my not large but still tall younger brother Hmm. Oh, look at that. Section one, two, two. Everyone, keep an eye out for the millennial cowboy. Yes. Um, perhaps ask him what that other chap means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please. Is it? Is, is that Gilbert or Dilbert? Is well, he... that's what I was running. I was thinking it was if Dilbert. it was Dilbert, I would have. Yeah. I'd have understood more. Is it Gilbert from Gilbert and Sullivan? Well, Who that's knows? what I was thinking. Like you say, Gilbert to me, I'm thinking Anne Sullivan. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if I'm in the room. I suppose. Yeah, maybe that's what they're going for. Who knows? Millennial Hello. Cowboy, please tell us. Um, and yes. Deadlock EXE has just said, Duke Warm, Luke Nukem. <laughs> it's about as much sense as Ask of the Grouch, so... <laughs> Why not? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Rust Talk Podcast. Thank you all so much for your wonderful Ultra Chats and thank you for joining us here. Uh, I am now going to end this poll and get your results of what you thought of Monday Night Raw this week. Um, four out of four got 7% of the vote. 19% voted for one out of four. Three out of four, 22%. And 51% of the audience voted for two out of four. Yeah, I think that's fair. So in line with us, I think the, the 20 percent for one out of four seems slightly unfair but yeah yeah it's not a one out of four show it didn't feel like a one out of four show it was totally fine
I've been told there's apparently there's one more chat. Uh, Gabriel <laughs> Ray is saying, Liv, seeing Liv happy to be champion was great to see. Unlike Nikki ASH last year, I would love for Liv to at least one successful retention and hoping for a respectable reign. In my spare time, yeah. uh, I do another podcast uh, about the TV show Games Master. Mm. Now, for anyone who's not in the UK, or specifically from the 90s in the UK, yeah. Games Master was a TV show where kids would go on, say, Devin from Stockport, yeah. who would go on and then he would be set a, a challenge by the Games Master. Mm. Like, oh, play this level of Super Mario Brothers 3 and collect 25 coins in 45 seconds. Yeah. All this sort of stuff. You win, you get a Games Master Golden Joystick, and that's the prize you get for winning. Mm. Wonderful show. It's been a great little nostalgia trip for, for me and my friend to do this. Yes. Uh, we're nearing the end of it, actually. Oh. Uh, we're in 1996 currently. Wow. When did it finish? 1998, the show came to an end. I remember this show. Mm. I remember this show very well. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved watching it. We're in the final two series of it now. So mm. we're about to start series six. Uh, but what we like to do is the in the in-between. So, like, end of one season into the next one, we do a couple of bonus episodes. Mm. But we also do what we call our kind of a sort of wrap-up episode which is where we cover all of the news and events that we miss in between series so like mm. the series ends in the start of january and starts again in the middle of october mm. so we cover like what happens in that period yeah i've currently got a nine page document <laughs> that details so much of 1996 <laughs> Name me a month. Name me a number. I'll tell you what was going on in the UK at that time. Oh, so, so uh, a month and a day. A month and a day. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll go for October 28th. October 28th. Which is my birthday. Oh, well, the TV show's back on at that point, so I stopped. Oh, I stopped no, no, no. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, what about uh, July 22nd? July 22nd. Which is where... Brooke's birthday. It is. Okay, July 22nd. Okay, so on the 21st, the Game Boy Pocket was released in America. Oh. Uh, and on the 24th, Buckingham Palace ends BBC's monopoly on producing the Royal Christmas Message, which has been the sole responsibility of the broadcaster for 63 years. It's produced by ITV from 1997 before returning to the BBC in 1999, then ITV again in 2001. The two-year changeover continues to the present day. Oh, so they just change over every two years? Yeah. I had no idea. There you go. Oh, That's my. the sort of wonderful stuff yeah. you can get from my podcast. <laughs> You learn something new every day. Give me another one. All right. Uh, uh, August 1st. August 1st. Uh, MTV2 is launched. First oh. video played is Where's It At by Beck. <laughs> oh, wow. I, did, well, I suppose, yeah, Beck wasn't big over here, really, but he was mm. big in America. Yeah. And that is, uh, this is in the UK as well. This is UK, mostly UK exclusive news. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I remember Beck. I remember being very confused. I thought he was uh, David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of, yeah, uh, June, June eighth, Euro '96 kicks off. Oh, what a tournament! With England drawing with Switzerland, one all. Yep, absolutely. Ended on the thirtieth uh, with Germany beating the Czech Republic. Mm. Oh, that. Here we go. On the twenty-sixth, the BBC and ITV broadcast live coverage of England versus Germany semi-final match of Euro '96 that is collectively watched by twenty-six million viewers. Crazy, crazy, yeah. Uh, fun fact, actually, I don't know if any, not many people might know this. You can use this as a down the pub if you want. Mm. Uh, the song Three Lines" yeah. by Badil and Skinner and mm. the Lightning Seeds yeah. was number one in the UK mm. for just one week. What? It was then dethroned by the Fugees' "Killing Me Softly." A great song, but 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 come on, yeah. However, in July, 
Three Lions by Bedelia and Skinner and the Lightning Seeds returned to the top of the pops what? for another week. Do you know what it was replaced by? What was it replaced by? The Fuji's killing me softly <laughs> for another two weeks. It's endless battle. <laughs> you know, you know where else that song was very popular? Where's that? Germany. Was it really? They absolutely loved that Did song. They really? Yeah. And when the German national team, when they won the year '96, they went back to Germany, and the crowd and the team all sang "It's Coming Home." No. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it can like apply to. Yeah. I mean, the verses don't. The yeah. verses are very England-centric. <laughs> <laughs> talk very specifically about specific england footballers maybe the by name like <laughs> players by name tackled by more and when lineker, lineker scored, scored bobby belted the ball <laughs> and nobby dancing or psycho screaming or psycho screaming in the 98, 98 version, yeah, version yeah. very specific to england there <laughs> yeah. better than the german team of being like well let's sing all of those lines as well <laughs> So, like, the it's, chorus doesn't work. Yeah, three either. lines on a shirt. Three lines on a shirt. The song's called Three Lines. Not it's one coming big home. eagle on a shirt. <laughs> three lines is literally the only. No, sorry. It's coming home is the only bit that works. Yeah. Because it's three lines on a shirt. Jules Rome still leaving. <laughs> I suppose that bit counts. Yeah, that works for the Germans. 30 years of hurt. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop me dreaming. You don't have to. You, you don't keep have to. winning. You keep winning. Even in one of your worst periods of German football history, you reached a World Cup final in 2002. Like, considered one of the worst German teams ever. They reached a World <laughs> Cup final. And how did we do? <laughs> we went out in the quarters. Oh, Euro 96. What a tournament. What a tournament. Anyway, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you all so much for listening back tomorrow, Sat and Brian. Sorry, SP3 and mm. Tempest. I didn't call him Brian. No. Uh, we'll be reviewing NXT. <laughs> it was me this time. It's never me. It's always Pete and Ollie. Don't know who Brian is. Tempest will be reviewing the show. We could do a an older brother storyline. Oh. <gasps> Great. Why didn't we think of this earlier? That's an amazing idea. I'll, I'll write that one down yep. in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. Love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.